podcasts and anime that I have assigned them to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Should stick around every week and watch. <laughs> but Sophia, how are you qualified to talk about anime? Well, first of all, how dare I ask myself that? That's offensive. But yeah, let's get into it. So I've been watching anime for over 10 years now. I have gone to multiple anime conventions and cosplayed at all of them. On my anime list, which is a website you can use to record which anime you've seen or plan to see, it says that I have currently watched, I believe it is, 476 series and movies. So take that, mom, productive member of society. And I took Japanese in university because I wanted to learn more about anime. So there you go. There's my qualifications. <laughs> Happy I am. Before I bring on my guest, I want to just give you guys a little bit of a summary of the show that we're going to discuss. Today, we're going to talk about Death Parade. Death Parade follows the story of Dekim, who is a bartender at the Queen Dekim. Now, the Queen Dekim isn't actually a bar at all, it's purgatory. So whenever two people die at the same time on Earth, they get brought to the bar, they don't remember that they've died, and they're forced to play a game to see if they get reincarnated or their soul burns in hell for all of eternity. Oops. <laughs> but then we find out that there is one human girl that he could not decide on, so she becomes his assistant. She doesn't have a name, we don't know her backstory, but through her help, he starts to see maybe it's not right to judge people based on one tiny moment. There's tons more where that came from, but to discuss it further, I'd like to bring on my guest. He is a member of the Nerdy Northerners acting team. You might have seen him live streaming recently, and I don't think he hates me as much as he says he does. Everyone, please welcome Brian. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, and I don't hate her as much as I say that I do. It's true. Uh, we have a little bit of a back and forth sometimes. We have fun with it, but she's actually pretty cool and I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Very. Thank you for coming on the of very course. first show. Of course. How could I say no? Exactly. Before we start anything, I decided we'd be as Japanese as possible. I brought some sake and I thought we could cheers or as the Japanese say, kanpai. So one, two, three. Kanpai. Oh, so good. That is good. <laughs> so good. I'm going to have to write down that brand because it's, it is actually Honestly, great. it's really great. All right. Death Parade. Death Parade. It's so good. First of all, can we talk about the opening? Everybody put your hands Everybody up. Everybody put your hands up. Saw we're flying. I mean, I told him when I wanted him to watch the show that this opening was going to be a banger. You said that. And you said that... I better watch my words because if it isn't a banger that you were going to tell me straight to my face. Yeah, but you were 100% correct. I was very excited. It started playing. I was like, wow, this is a really fun song. It's just so fun because it it's like the juxtaposition of what the show is about, which is this yeah. really weird existential sort of life death, like who's good, who's bad. And then you have the characters of the show just swinging around, oh, yeah. dancing and Rocking like out. having a great time doing choreographed dances at the bar where they're all going like that. Like, it's just, it's such a great way to open a show. It's a good time. <laughs> it's a romp. Now, the show itself, to judge the people, they make them play these games, right? Yes. And some of the games that they cover, they cover bowling, they cover darts, they cover air hockey, twister, and I believe there's an arcade game. My first, yeah, my first question fighter. for you, yeah, what game do you think you would have excelled at? Um, 
I would love to say that I would have been so good at the arcade fighter and, and just kick the crap out of my opponent, but it's not true. Uh, there's a few people watching the stream right now, I'm sure, who I've played arcade games with, and they'll, they know it's a lie. Uh, but I do play darts. I was shocked you didn't say darts I first do play darts. because I know about your history with darts. Yes, so I think if if I had to stake my eternal soul on one game at the Quindecim, uh, I would hope that I rouletted the darts so that I could... Uh, throw darts that is fair. 501. if i was stuck there i would instantly be screwed because i am terrible at all games <laughs> it just doesn't go not everybody's well. athletic not everyone's athletic well the whole thing about the show is that people come on in twos right there's two people that come on they have to be judged their whole thing is they don't know they're dead so the guy lies to them and said this is a life or death thing and forces them into these games who was your favorite couple i thought it was interesting because when i Watch the first episode, obviously I assumed that it was always going to be literal couples, like husbands and wives and things like that, because the, the first couple is a, a married couple who dies on their honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, as you find out later, that's not actually the case. They're just people who died at a, a very close proximity in time. Uh, so, as far as like my favorite couple that got judged, I think... Uh, in the bowling episode, when uh, when there's the the childhood friends who are separated, or you oh. you believe that they were separated, and then it, it turns out that they actually still knew each other all through their lives, but then sort of drifted apart and came back together, and then ended up dying at the same time. Uh, I th I think they were my favorite. They were definitely re really cute. You're forgetting the part where she literally got plastic surgery to look like well, the girl she thought he liked. So I wasn't forgetting it. I didn't say it because I'm trying to avoid spoilers for later episodes than the first one for the viewers. Uh, but yeah, like she's a little bit crazy. She's like, oh, hey, I don't think I'm the best looking girl but he likes that girl who moved away. Maybe I'll just get a facelift and, uh, you know, change my entire look and uh, maybe then he'll like me. Uh, honestly, a lot of this comes down to if these people just communicated with each other better. If she just said, hi, I like you. Yeah, right? Maybe she wouldn't have a completely different face. And, and with my experience in life, a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> More people should change their faces for sure, though. And that's exactly what I was getting at. I think... Yeah. What I meant was not enough people change their entire physical appearance to make themselves more palatable Honestly, to the Honestly, if you really want your crush to notice you, you go get that life-altering surgery right now. I mean, go look like a member of BTS. Who's going to care? That's advice I should have followed years ago. <laughs> I know, exactly. I mean, the money that that costs. I'm just <laughs> depressed she could afford it. That's right? all I'm saying. I think my favorite couple, and you're going to disagree because I know you okay. have problems. Okay. I love Mayu and the idol guy. Okay, okay. I know you love them. So Mayu is amazing. She is a huge stan of this idol group, which in Japan is like a boy band. And she ends up in purgatory with one of the members of the boy band that she's really into. And she freaks out. I mean, wouldn't you, if you if you end up in this room, you have no idea what's happening, but the only thing that you know is right next to you is this person that, like, you have admired your entire life. And now you have to play Twister for your lives? <laughs> you have to play Twister for your lives. Because they don't know that life. they're dead immediately. No, they, they don't understand they don't. that they're dead. They don't have memories of their death. The memories of their death return as the episode goes on and as they go through the trial of the game that they've been selected yeah, to play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, they end up playing Twister, which is weird. And... The weirdest game of Twister. It's, it is the weirdest game ever. of Twister. Uh, but yet, like, they are both under the impression that they're still alive and that they're playing for their lives and the loser of the Twister game will die via impaling on giant spikes. Yeah. 
It makes more sense when you watch it. It makes a lot more <laughs> sense when you watch it. I also just really like this couple because the guy is voiced by Mamoru Miyano, who is a very famous voice actor. He's my favorite voice actor. He's in literally everything, and he, he makes everything good. And I understood all of those words separately. <laughs> they were mostly English. <laughs> But I really like them. I know you have a problem with her because of her devotion. I, I do. And the, one of the questions I wrote down, and we can get to it, but finish finish your, your statement on why they're your favorite couple. I just like someone that knows what they want out of life. Even if it's not something that we, we as a society think is important. The fact that she goes full throttle into this devotion of hers is way better than someone who just goes through life aimlessly and doesn't have a purpose. She has a purpose. Sure, it's a weird purpose and you wouldn't necessarily recommend it. You may say she has mental issues, but it makes her happy. It's not hurting anyone. She's not the one who killed him. So that's that, that would have been a plot twist. True. What a plot twist. If really she just murdered him? Straight uh, up. Okay, but so I want to get to my question that I wrote down because I've, this was mm -hmm. a thing I knew we were going to butt heads yes, on yes, a yes, little yes, bit. Yes, 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 uh, So without spoiling it, okay. because some people may still want to watch the show. Which you should. Uh, if you were Genty, yeah, the arbiter who is assigned to handle them, because throughout the show you see multiple arbiters actually making judgments, not always deck him. Yeah. But if you were Genty... Based on what you know about Mayu, would you have reincarnated her or would you have put her in the void? I would have reincarnated her. Reincarnated. She believes okay. in what she believes. She is steadfast in what she believes in. I respect the hell out of and her. And that's the argument she makes. Like As she's getting into the elevator, not knowing whether she's going to be reincarnated or sent to the void, that's her argument. Like She she turns to Genti and, yeah. and like kind of gets in his face a little bit. And she's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe people wouldn't respect the life that I chose. Maybe it, it doesn't seem valuable to them, but I chose it and that's why it has value value uh and then he says my favorite line from the entire series which i'm not going to tell you because i want you to watch the show and, and i don't say that very often i don't recommend anime tv shows to people very often because i don't watch a lot of them but you should watch this show uh he says my absolute favorite line from the entire program uh and then renders his decision and and sends her Wherever he sends her, I'm not going to tell you whether she is reincarnated as Sophia would want or whether she's sent to the Void as I would want. Um, but I I don't agree with her logic. I think, yeah, okay, so she made this choice to dedicate every part of her life to only caring about following this band around. And I think that's a selfish, terrible choice. She did nothing that contributed to anyone else in society. She wasn't a helpful person that made the place that she lived I more valuable disagree. for anyone else. Okay. How did she add value As to anyone's fan, life? As a fan, she is buying merch. Merch supports the artists. It supports the people that the artists hire to manage their careers. Here's the thing. She is prov yeah. Um, I I love music, mm -hmm. and I have bought many albums. I have bought T-shirts. Mm -hmm. I have bought vinyl. I have bought all kinds of things, and also gone to work and done a job <laughs> and had meaningful social relationships with people outside of the imaginary relationship I have with the lead singer of this band uh, and done things that provided value for other people instead of just being a selfish bad person. Well, we're going to agree to disagree on Mayu because I think she's a star and I think that she is a revolutionary for using stuffed animals as hair as accessories. I do like her choice to put a teddy bear in place of a hair bow 
in her ponytail. It's just, I don't know how she did it, it's, but it's incredible. It's incredible. I love it. I just, I like the thought process behind it. Like, I want to accessorize. I want to put something that'll make me stand out. I'm going to go to the toy store. I'm going to see what, I'm going to roll around in a box of toys and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, we've got Vorpal Queen and an epic polar bear saying hi to hi. us. Thank you very much. It's so nice to see you guys and everybody. Uh, I see there's lots of people watching right now and uh, not just you two, but it's nice to have both of you in here. So we're excited. Thanks for joining us. What do you want to talk about next? Well, I kind of wanted to get into what story touched you the most couple wise. Oh, man. Now that's actually a question I wasn't really prepared for. Ooh. The, the story that touched me the most. Okay, I'll... I'll go with the story that sort of disturbed me the most and, yeah, and okay. made me kind of uneasy, which was the story of the detective mm. and the the other man whose job we never actually learned. I, I believe he's just a university student. Yeah, I, I think don't, it's I don't like think that, he's yeah. left school or anything. Um, but they die at the same time uh, with kind of a, an interesting plot twist. Yeah. But at the beginning... Like the the detective's kind of rough and tough and and very like stereotypically I'm a police detective in a television program, but you assume like he's gonna be a real good guy, right? And this other character is pretty unassuming and you know seems like just a, a regular nice dude. Uh, but as they get their memories back, they were two of the characters that I empathized with a lot, but I also felt just in general were bad people i completely agree with you and yeah. we've seen this storyline a lot where like something bad happens to detective like something happens to his wife because like yeah that's what happens and then they kind of go rogue and they're like well yeah. the world is full of terrible people i'm gonna nicholas cage it and just sort of exterminate all the bad people that i see fit because the law and and even ignoring like legal implications it just the spirit of that i don't necessarily disagree with the spirit mm. of of that desire uh because you you can be a bad person who wants to do good in the world and and use your bad things on other bad people and try and have a, a net gain. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, but just as you learn more about him, especially him, the the other character not quite as much. Although I I really don't feel very well for him either. Uh, but especially the detective, I'm like you've. You're talking the talk. You're saying, yeah, okay, I've, I'm going rogue. You know, I'm going to do the things. But you also are doing a really bad job of it. Like, you're <laughs> making terrible decisions. He's not a very good detective, is he? I mean, but... And when he is a good detective, when he finds information that's valuable for the case that he's trying to follow up on, mm -hmm. he doesn't even use it. No. Like, he's, he is just a, a bystander and doesn't actively work to solve the case. Yeah. And that, that hit me. I was like, man, what is this guy doing? Like, I thought at the beginning that I was going to be like, yeah, yeah, this guy, he's kind of rough, but at the end of the day, he's going to be a good dude. And I, I don't think he is. Honestly, this is the case that I found I cared the least about because it's okay. something that we've seen so much. This sort of it's like, a classic revenge tale, revenge sure. thing. And sure. I just don't think the the show let us know enough about these guys in a way that I really could connect to them. And I never felt connected to. Them. I felt connected to all the other couples, but okay. this one, I really just like there. There was nothing there. I was like, yeah, okay. So when they got their arbitration, I was like. I'm, I'm glad we know where they're going, but 
I don't really feel anything. Yeah. Okay. So that that leads into a question that I had for you is Ooh, about ahead. the fairness of arbitration. Oh yeah. Because basically the arbiters get hand-picked memories from the people's lives mm -hmm. sent to them by a, a different department of this, you know, celestial bureaucracy. Yeah. Uh, so they don't get the whole story of these people's lives. They do not. Somebody first cherry picks what they think is important and sends them memories. So the arbiter has a somewhat generalized picture of their life. Somewhat. Mm -hmm. But the people making these lists of memories to give them all admit that they're strapped for time and don't really have the resources to do a good job of it, and they're just sort of yeah. making their best guess. Not only that, but the whole thing about Deckham and the other arbitrators is their whole job is not only to make them play these death games, but to rig the games yes. so that they are under the most intense pressure they've ever been in their lives. And he does it almost every time. I mean, I think the Dalai Lama could murder someone if yeah. he was under enough pressure. I mean, except when they bowl. He oh, he steps in in almost every case yeah. to influence them in some way to try and make them act more poorly than they might have. But I believe it was Nameless Girl that tried to stop him from influencing the bowling, wasn't it? You know it? she has a name. She, uh, that's a spoiler. Yes. You will eventually <laughs> learn her name. You will eventually learn her name. In my notes, I call her Nameless Girl. She's fun. And like through the other games as well, she sees him when they're playing the arcade game, she sees him trying to press a little button that'll pop the knobs off. And she's like, Yeah, and, and she tries to step in. Yeah. But yeah, like how do you feel that there's any fairness to the arbitration in that the arbiter doesn't have all the information to begin with? And then as the souls who are being judged regain their memories. He's supposed to judge them based on what he already knows and the way that they react in this very confined and rigged environment. So how do you feel about the fairness of that system? And with a thought to that, which couple or group did you most feel for and why? Oh, I love the questions getting thrown back. So my whole thing is, I don't think anyone can be judged with that little amount of information. I don't even think someone can be properly judged if you take their entire lifetime, because there's so many things. If you watch like shows like The Good Place, they go over, it's but it's show. literally impossible to be a show. good person if you're doing it by little minute criteria, because the whole point is we're human. We err. We make bad decisions. We mess up. But that's who we are. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, oh, you messed up there. So now your soul is going to burn in hell for all eternity. It's just, it's too big of a decision to just take, be like, okay, you sort of freaked out during the starts game. Down. Down to hell for you. Yeah, and the, the system seems like it's supposed to have fairness in that, yes, there's this arbitrary list of memories that they got, but he's also supposed to be able to evaluate their character by the reactions they have during the games. But then every game is rigged, yeah. except for bowling. They, they let the bowlers just bowl, and it, it just goes straight, and he never steps in and plays on them. Side note about the bully. How cute was it when they're like, we want to go on a date? Yes, it's and, very cute. And then, it's and adorable. Then, and then, so they ask, can we go on a date? We know we're in purgatory. We know, we know we're about to get yeah, judged. Yeah, they, they figure out that they're already dead. We want to go on a date. And and, and Deckham goes like, yeah, okay, I'll give you five minutes. And Nameless Girl just like gives him a big old side elbow. It's like, are you kidding me? And then it turns out he was joking, and he gives he them was, as much time as they want. He was joking, and they're uh. like, and you can see, because what I love so much about this show is it's literally in one room for most of the entire show. Yeah, Honestly, like you're within the Quindeck and Bar. But they designed it so, in such an interesting way, 
And well, a wall this... explodes and becomes anything you want, right? <laughs> a wall explodes because anything you want. If, if you that want. happened in my apartment, it would be pretty sweet. The I pyrotechnics guess. of this show are insane and defy the laws of physics. But you can see in other episodes that that little river exists where they take their little yeah. canoe ride for their date. And it's just so cute to see like continuity like that. Like he didn't create a river for them. There was, was already there. a river yeah. there. But yeah, like it's just, uh, arbitration is just, it's so, you you can't, you can't judge people. It's fine. You've, so you bring up Deckham making the joke about giving them five minutes uh, and then nameless girl <laughs> being mad at him because she's a human and she's... Yeah. So... I don't know if you're already going to get into this, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. Go for it. Because I think we're having fun. Um, so the th- whole thing about the Arbiters is they're not human. Mm. And they're not supposed to be human. They're supposed to be removed from humanity. They're actually made from mannequins. Yes. So there's a character, the, the Flower Man. The Flower uh, Man, old yeah. Flower Head. We don't know his name. You never learn his name. <laughs> and so he's using these mannequins. But is also a mannequin himself that someone has created. It's a but little it's very confusing. ambiguous that way. But so the whole thing is they're not real people. Yeah. And so that way they won't have emotions and then they can be more efficient judges because they lack emotion. Mm-hmm. And one of the other characters, Nona, she deliberately instills emotions in Deckham, mm-hmm. thinking that there's a better way to judge, just like you were talking about how yeah. you can't just go by these. these arbitrary list uh, but aside from nona tricking the system and and putting emotion into Deckham, every other arbiter very clearly has human emotions as yeah. many times as you're told over and over again arbiters have no emotion arbiters have no human emotion arbiters have no emotion they're just mannequins they have no emotion every single one of them has pretty deep emotions it's for the most part really confusing Deckham <laughs> is the least emotional yeah. because he's the newest created and nona hides her emotions a lot of the time but you can tell she's very often frustrated mm-hmm. and annoyed um or just generally upset like she has emotional reactions but then even when Deckham's still only been an arbiter for a, a few months i believe at the beginning of the show I think right? so, yeah one of his earliest cases is that bowling match and he's making jokes he doesn't do a very good job of it he yeah. doesn't have comedic timing or anything but he understands that there's fun and comedy and you can make people laugh he's just not good at it so and he develops more emotion which you expect because you're told oh he's the first one that's gonna have mm-hmm. emotions but then you look at another arbiter like genti yeah who's just a rage monster he's always upset always angry and extremely led by emotion Mm -hmm. what are we supposed to make of that i think honestly that's where the show drops the ball a little bit i think that they sort of wrote themselves into a little bit of a corner they're like okay arbiters don't have emotions but we have this really cool character design (laughs) and he looks like an angry guy (coughs) and we think it could be a really good time Okay. That's see. That's that's the sort of feeling I got because you're right. It doesn't make sense if they're mm-hmm. supposed to be emotionless. Then yeah, Ginty is the most volatile and emotional of all of them. Absolutely. He is if... like off the handle constantly. Yeah, he has like bigger outbursts than some of the people being judged who are like figuring out that they've been lied to yeah. and that they're dead and are like freaking like Takashi trying to go crazy with the darts and stab <laughs> Machiko is oh. not as extra as Genti. I know. We do need to get into Takashi. We and will, Machiko. we will, I'm sure. But I have a totally different interpretation. That's funny that you think that they just sort of like poorly wrote themselves into I a do, corner. I do, I do, because I need to give a side note here. 
So this anime is an anime original. And I'm going to give you guys a little quick brief history on how anime gets created. Anime gets created in one of several ways. It has a manga that it gets turned into an anime from. It could be a light novel, a visual novel, a game, or a book. And then there's anime original. Anime original means that there's no source material that came before it. So if you finish the anime and you're like, I want to watch more, I want to learn more, I'm really invested in this world, I yeah. want to... Nah, you're, you're shit out of luck, son. So because it's anime original, it could be that the writers really did sort of paint themselves into a corner in that situation because they were sort of like, well, we have this one guy and he seems pretty like one level right yeah. here, right? So maybe the arbiters don't have emotions. But wait, he has You're emotions. Wrong. You're totally wrong, <laughs> but I hear you. I see you, Zach, in the chat. Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for joining Bye. us. Uh, no way, you're wrong. The, the emotions are put into the arbiters absolutely deliberately. And the the flowerhead man, mm. he, he did it and he knows it. And he... He's a confusing character. He speaks the words all the time. And he's one of the ones that's always reiterating that they have no emotions. But then at, at the very end of the show, as he's like going through, like Nona and he are both like reciting the list of rules about Arbiters. Yeah. And, and he knows that he designed them this way. But it's it's a, also a problem and a flaw because as they become more human, they'll become less efficient judges. And so, yeah, it, he says like if they become human, they'll, they'll be ruined, right? So I think... It's not just a writing error. I think that the character, like in universe, the character of the Flower Man, he knows that completely emotionless, just pure factual judgment isn't going to be valuable in determining these people's eternal damnation or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he built emotion into all of them on purpose, and he states, he says it to them so many times that there's no emotions, there's no emotions to try and just get it into their heads so that they'll believe it. If they hear the same thing enough times, then they'll think, okay, well, that that's what I'm being told. That's what I'm being told. And because they're not very autonomous, they only exist for arbitration. They can't really leave their building in which their mm -hmm. arbitration yeah. rooms exist. Uh, they know that they're sort of bound by the rules of someone else's creation. So they listen to these rules and they think, okay, well, I mean, that, that must just be the facts. And they're sort of blind to it themselves that it's clearly not what's going on. Uh, so it's funny that we had those very different interpretations. We had very, but that's what's so great about something like this is when you find a, like a show like Death Parade, yeah. there's so many ways you can interpret it because they did such a good job building this universe. I was very excited for this show. I've, like I said at the beginning, I don't watch a lot of anime. Uh, yeah, why don't you quickly give the people at sure. home your little history with anime? My history with anime is extremely limited. Uh, when I was a kid... I would watch Sailor Moon sometimes because I remember it was on TV before a program I actually wanted to watch. I don't even remember now what that program was, but I have seen some number of episodes of Sailor Moon. Uh, I tried to watch Seven Deadly Sins. I think we talked about this, actually. Uh, and I really enjoyed the first couple seasons of Seven Deadly, Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, and then, for some reason, I had to stop watching it. I think I went to the field or something. I'm a military member in my regular life, and I, th I think that's what happened. I went out on an exercise or something, and so I just didn't have a television no, for a few that weeks. Was, honestly, that was a kismet sort of thing, because yeah. the quality, production quality went Does so... Does it? Okay. It became a meme how bad production really? quality went on season three. Yeah. Because I just never went back, and I was like, oh, I should watch the rest of Seven Deadly Sins, no. and I never did. <laughs> I just never got back to it. I think before Death Parade, the only anime that I could say for sure I've seen all the way through... 
Uh, oh, I watched some Dragon Ball with my kid, too. Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z. I don't like Dragon Ball Z, and I don't care what any of you in the chat say. I'm Hot not even going to read them. I'm not Hot even going to read your comments. Take. It's our show. I don't read the comments. <laughs> uh, the only show that I've seen, like, start to finish, and some people will argue that I haven't even seen it start to finish because I haven't seen the movie that's a follow-up to the show, but the only series in anime that I've seen, episode one, all the way to the end, was Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yep. And I have not seen You have that. not seen Neon Genesis Evangelion, and I was extremely surprised to learn that. You know what? 476 shows is a lot, but there's a lot of anime out there, guys, and sometimes you haven't watched it all. So I have told him that if he comes back on the show, We're going to talk will, about Evangelion. I will consider watching Evangelion, so stay tuned for that. Um, before we forget, I wanted to talk about our very first couple, because okay. I have thoughts and i know you have thoughts i do um i think that there are parts of their relationship that you did not fully appreciate because you don't under fully understand bits of japanese culture i mean maybe yeah so i know it's one of your most hated couples right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah everyone hates them they are a married couple recently married couple and uh they uh they kind of go up. It's once again a problem with communication. If yeah, you overhear something about what you think is your spouse, what do you do? You go to your spouse and say, "Hey, I heard this maybe about you. Is is this true?" And then they can be like, "Yes, it's true," or "No, it's not true." And then at least you confronted it. But instead, they're like, "I heard this vague thing that this random lady said while I was creeping outside the women's bathroom for some he reason." He was walking by. He was creeping. You're okay. Creeping. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's the very first episode, so I don't think it's a problem if we give any spoilers No, I don't think this the, is a bad one. The basically, we'll just, I'll just spoil it for you. Yeah. They, both spouses become very angry at each other during the course of the game that they play because uh, she dies when she's pregnant, and he believes, because of the conversation he overheard that Sophia mentioned, that it is not his baby. Yes. Uh, he believes that she's been having an affair uh, neither one of them remembers this information as they enter Quindecim, but as their memories return while they play the game, as they play darts, which is a, a weird game. Let, yeah, but you know what? They, that's a, that's a great tie-in. Let's, let's get into, the because the whole thing about this show is it's really fun with the games and stuff, but they introduce an element of body horror with the games that can get a little upsetting sometimes. Yeah. And I think the most upsetting is episode one. And so they if you can stick past episode one, they don't always do body horror. But episode one, they're like, all right, we're going to go balls in. Every time they hit the dart, the dartboard, because I don't play darts. I don't know what they're doing. Every time the pointy thing goes in the round circular bit, they uh, the opposite person, whatever part they hit, has a body part labeled. And then that part feels pain. Yeah. And because they don't know they're dead, that's really messed up. Yeah, they, they think that they're actually being injured. They, yeah. don't, they don't understand that their souls are actually put into the same type of mannequins that the Arbiters are made from, and they're they're not real. Their bodies don't exist at all. It's all completely psychosomatic. But yeah, they, they feel this pain, like when she throws a dart and accidentally hits the double four, oh, which God. is for the eye, and he just collapses onto the ground, like and bleeding from the eye. And you do see some blood. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was just psychosomatic pain for a bit, and like, but then there was actual like wound yeah, damage. Yeah, even when she, even when she oh. has um, the stomach injury, 
And like, you see blood come from between her fingers. Oh god, that hurts and, so yeah, bad. Yeah, so, like you see the blood go over her wedding ring as yeah. she's like holding her stomach. Yeah, because she's just told him that she's pregnant, right? But then he's he's like in this whole mindset like, no, she cheated on me, it's not my baby. And then he accidentally hits her stomach and it's just... Okay. Yeah, but I made what... a lot of notes about that because <laughs> I've... Both of them have supposed accidents and I only believe one. I think that he definitely hit her deliberately after they figure out that they can just not hit the board yeah. and not hurt each other, they start to do that. But then some of the memories start returning and Takashi definitely hits her on purpose. Yeah. Because the, the miss, like they've been missing off the board the entire time, like completely off the island. Mm -hmm. And then his next miss is like, it's a small 16, I think if I remember correctly, but like it's, it's close to the bull. Mm -hmm. Like if you're aiming off the island, yeah, I get it. Not everybody's good at darts, but yeah, like yeah. you're probably not going to miss that close to the center of the board if your aim is completely off it i guess if she hit a if he hit a big 16 or a double or something like she when she hits her accidental mm -hmm. hits a double it's on the outer ring of the board like it could happen he hits real close to the center of the board i think he does it deliberately i think so here is the part where i'm talking about the the certain bits of japanese culture that you may not be aware mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. so what we see when we're introduced to them as a couple like Clearly, they get married. This is not a marriage of love. This is a marriage of arrangement. It's an arrangement, for it's sure. It's an arranged marriage. And what it's called in Japanese, it's called an omiyai. It's where your parents get together and they're, <laughs> you're, they're like, all right, our daughter needs to get married. And they're like, our son needs to get married. The parents get together and they're like, oh, they'll marry each other. You and your future spouse get to meet once, sit down, meet, be like, I, hi, I'm so-and-so. And they go, hi, I'm so-and-so. And if like... It's not, like, the biggest disaster ever than the marriage goes through. And I think there's a really big problem with an arranged marriage in this situation because there was not love coming into this relationship. So the fact that there's all this jealousy and stuff, it came really easily because he doesn't sure. even have, like, a reason to trust her. He, he like, this is basically a stranger to but him. But not only does he not have a reason to trust her, we find out that he really does have a reason to mistrust her because she did cheat on him at she least once. She did We don't cheat know if him. it's an ongoing affair, but she did cheat on him at least once, which is bad and people shouldn't do it. It's like, it could be a mistake. It could be a, an ongoing thing that was going for 10 years. We don't really know, mm -hmm. but it did happen at least once. So there's a reason for him to be somewhat suspicious, at least at one point. Yeah. And we don't know whether that's justified beyond that single instance. We don't really know that, but obviously he's not over it. No, he's not. And let's get into the, what is really the crux of my argument here. Did she lie when she said that everything she said before was a lie, that he's pathetic, that of course she was sleeping with a bunch of men, of course this baby wasn't his? Yeah. I think she was lying to protect him. So you agree with uh, the nameless girl. I agree with nameless girl. You agree with nameless girl who after the fact, after the yeah, judgment's been girl. made, says to Deckham that she thinks that she had just said it in order to save his feelings so that he wouldn't be upset knowing that he had caused the car accident that killed their baby. I think so. I think she saw how it was tormenting him because he was literally mm -hmm. going insane. Mm -hmm. And I think she was like, I'm going to be the bigger person okay. here. And, I, and you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> because here's the thing. So they don't know at this point that they do know that they're dead. Yes, she's, they do. She's figured out yeah. and then passed on to him that they're dead. Uh, but they don't know that their options are reincarnation or banishment to the void. They think their options are going to heaven, and like an 
extraspatial place, a, a beyond an afterlife, not a reincarnation back into a new body, but a, an actual heaven mm -hmm. or hell, not just an empty void, but a, a place of eternal torment. Yeah. So she knows that he's going to one of two of those places and she won the game. So she should expect that he's going to hell. So she hasn't saved him anything. She hasn't reduced his pain. All she's done is say, yeah, you were absolutely right. Our whole relationship was a complete lie. And I never cared about you at all. It was all just about the money. All I cared about was the arrangement from my family. And so, yeah, it's not even your baby. I was sleeping around the entire time. And you're not important. And suck on that for eternity in hell. Have fun thinking about it. I so I so disagree with you. I, I know think, you do. I, know, I but think you're wrong. that she knew like these are the last moments that count, and she wanted to do a nice thing. For but it's him. not a nice thing. She didn't make him feel better. Like he wasn't. He didn't but feel. But he wasn't better. gonna believe her. He was worked up in such a state. There's no way he like. She kept saying, "Look, you can trust me. You can trust me. You can trust me." Like he wasn't listening. So it's sometimes it's better to be like, okay, I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the one that you can get mad at. But she didn't save him anything. Like, he he doesn't feel better about it. In fact, he tries to murder her with darts. Yeah, he does. Even though they're already dead. Uh, this and, show is and rock and Deck, roll. It's, <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Uh, and Deckham stops that from happening, and, and he can't cause her any further harm. But it, it doesn't do anything to alleviate any pain for him so i i think that nameless girl is just naive and wants to project her personality onto the person being judged and i don't think that the person being judged is as good a person as nameless girl and i don't think even though nameless girl has her own flaws of course of course but she's human i i don't think theme of the show i don't think either one of them should have been reincarnated and i think it's okay if, if we spoil do we want to spoil the end of, of the first the end episode of the first, one. the first episode only first episode uh, only guys so there's so many twists and turns in this show so he comes down the elevators to get into quindecim in the elevator with the demon mask yeah and she comes down in the other one like the angel mask yeah uh and when they go back into the elevators the masks flip so she Gets sent to the void. She gets sent to the void and he's reincarnated. And that's because Deckham sees that she lied, and to him, lying is the is, ultimate. So yeah, he, she was sin. deceitful, and she yeah. was is, um, but, uh, an adulterer, and she did all these bad but things. The nameless and, girl sees the story behind the lie, and that's why you okay. can't have arbiters. But, she, but she's also wrong. <laughs> I think I don't think that's correct, and I've I don't think that he should have been reincarnated. They both should have been voided because yeah. he's a terrible person. He's an untrusting, just mean person. Uh, he doesn't care as much about her as he does uh, his family legacy, obviously, because he, mm -hmm. he's very concerned about his child, not so much his wife. He's the doctor, uh, right? Yeah, he and he's to... a doctor. He's got that uh, prestige that he wants to maintain. And he's constantly just being enraged at her yeah. all the time. But here's here's something I'm going to throw at and, you. And he deliberately hits her with the dart after they figure out that they don't have to hit each yeah, other. Yeah, okay, that's messed up. But here's what I'm going to throw at you. If these two people never met, and then later they they die and they get if judged, he would have been a rage monster to whoever his wife became. I think it's that's Do you probably think, oh yeah, it's you don't think they brought it out in each other? No, I don't think so. I think that it's just an underlying character trait that he had, and I think that he would have been a a bad husband to whoever he married. I mean, it's very interesting. He's not even like 
the only bad character we have, but he is the one that riles you up the most. Yes, yes. And the first episode, it's it's very interesting. It was very telling in seeing how everything is rigged and messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, because and Takashi, he figures it out late in the game as they're playing. Yeah, he's not a dart player, uh, but he figures it out eventually. I play darts. They're given seven darts to play a game of five hundred one. Yeah. It's not possible. So when Deckham explains the rules, he explains the the full rules of 501 and also that it'll hurt when they get hit certain areas of the board. Uh, But he explains that they're supposed to be trying to reduce their score from 501 to zero. This is where your darts knowledge comes into play. It was a a, a weird thing that a lot of people might not have picked up on if they don't play darts, but that's not possible with seven darts. You need nine darts to do it. An absolute perfect game of 501, you have to hit triple 20 all three times on your first turn mm-hmm. triple 20 all three times on your second yeah. turn then you need another triple 20 totally. and then you need to hit your double 12 and your double 19 yeah of course your or, sorry, your tri- and your sorry your triple 19 oh, sorry yeah your triple and your, 19 and your double 12 yeah you can't do it with nine dart or with less than nine darts and <laughs> yeah. they're only given seven and so he figures out when she has only one dart left mm-hmm. he's like you knew from the start we couldn't actually play the game we'd have to steal from each other yeah and so like besides just physically hurting themselves it's stacked against them in that to win properly and they're they're also told well whoever will have the better score when you run out of darts will just become the winner but they're also told they're supposed to be playing from the start for the full score and it's interesting until Deckham tells them well you could just miss because what if we had the couple from the second episode the really sweet bowling couple what if they got the darts challenge another question that i wrote down for you Ah. do you think the roulette that chooses which game you're going to play is truly randomized. I do not. Or do you? Th- so you think that before they even no, get there? No, come on. Weeaboo Otaku guy gets arcade game. I mean. Yeah. So, I'm with you a hundred percent. That's just for show. They hit the button thinking that it's a random game. They absolutely not they, but the arbiter absolutely knows what they're going to play before it ever comes up. Oh yeah. For sure. Because yeah, like if those people got that dark game. If it, a, it wouldn't be fair to them because they're both pretty good people on the whole. They make some, you know, interesting choices like everybody does in their lives. Yeah. But they're they're both reasonably good people. There are only a couple where it's like both of them, you like, I like You're both like, of yeah, these I, I like both you people. Yeah. You did a couple dumb things, but yeah, you know, I'm going to stick whole, my fingers in your bowling holes and yeah, I'm going to learn all about I'm going to bowl you and feel your heart. <laughs> feel your so heartbeat. Creepy. It is weird that their hearts are in the bowling balls and they can feel like how fast more, their heartbeat is going. More body horror. I'm yeah, telling but, you. Man, yeah, like, how would it have benefited them to give them the dart game or the air hockey game? I would love to see them play the air hockey game. But why? That would be so horrible to them. Like, if if they linked, if they played the linked air or hockey, where it would Twister. hurt their hearts. Twister is technically oh, like a sexier kind of game. So can you imagine? Maybe that would have been their date. Yeah. I mean, here's this date. Don't uh, don't fall off a Twister mat because you'll fall into a spike pit and die. Exactly. Here's just a, like a fun like one-off question. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite arbiter? Anti. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He comes in in the weirdest way. And hard. Hard comes in hard <laughs> in the weirdest yeah, way. He's introduced in a very strange way. Very that strange. You, you don't really expect. I'm not gonna spoil that one because it's fun and I want you to watch it. Yes, please watch. Please watch it. Uh, and like he's he's not a good guy, but 
man, I love watching him. <laughs> like he's, he's engaging. He's very engaging. He's engaging. And his character design is really interesting. It is a, it's a cool character. He's like this flowing red hair, and, and he's, he's like I think he has like a ponytail. And he has a cat. Like and he has a. Cat. He has Mamine. Brian is very upset oh God, about this. You guys. <laughs> you guys. It it won't ruin the show to tell you this. There's there's no. You can be the cat. I will I will be Mamine. Yeah. Put on my cat ears. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that Japanese cats don't say meow, they say meow. They say meow. Uh, at the end of the whole series, two of the characters are speaking. One of them is Genti, and one is another character who I'm, I'm not going to bring up, so that's the important part. But he asks Genti, he's like, Where's your cat? And all you find out about it, because this cat has been around sometimes, you see the cat, and you don't know, like, is the cat someone's soul is the cat an actual animal we don't there know. Are there's no, no animals no other animals anywhere only this cat yeah. who has a hurt leg yeah there's a bandaged leg on this cat and you don't know anything about the cat's origin but like it's just this cat and it's very <laughs> sweet and he's like oh where's your cat and all he says is i don't know she didn't come back oh. and you never hear anything else about it death parade season two when oh my god and i was so upset like, <laughs> he was, he was I, really upset. <laughs> I, I messaged you i was like yep. where's the cat yep and you never find out guys you never find out you know what sometimes you have to learn Where, that there are disappointments where's Mamine? and that's it sometimes you and don't get I the do whole story that could life. have been part of the show telling us you know sometimes you don't get to learn everything sometimes you don't get the whole story in life even if you're supposed to be an arbiter who's supposed yeah. to judge people on what's going to happen to them for eternity sometimes you don't get the whole story See, you don't know where the cat went. I don't think you'd guess what my favorite arbiter is, though. It's a little out of left field. Are they still an arbiter, or are they a former arbiter? No, I hate I hate eye patch. Eye patch is annoying. <laughs> I don't like eye patch. Um, it's fine. She juggles bottles in the intro. I'm into that. I think you like Deckham. I think he's your favorite. He is not. No. I like Clavis. Really. <laughs> I love him. I love anyone. You know what he reminds you of? He reminds you of that Keenan Thompson character in the David S. Pumpkin sketch, where he's just manning the elevator and like just sort of like excited that the people behind him are yeah. going to do this. You never see him make a judgment. You never get no. to learn very much about. That's his... what I love. It's the mysterious. It's the yeah, it's the dark mysterious. mysterious stranger. You know, like as yeah. a woman, that gets to me. But he he's not like dark and mysterious in his attitudes no. he's like a very friendly guy he's, he's just like always hey. smiling like, can i help he's, you out what floor just, do you want to go to i'll hit the button on the elevator he's for vibing you. he's just yeah. like yeah i'm having a great day and today he, and he's the guy that's got the key that opens the secret floor yep so the elevator has a secret floor that you find out about which i'm not yeah. going to tell you what goes on there Nuh-uh. but he's the only guy who can unlock that floor yeah. and you're like Why'd they pick him? Yeah, and he's the only one that Nona doesn't really, like, mess with. Like, yeah. She, like, he she never gives him any flack. She's just like, yep, yeah, whatever. That's why I'm telling you, I think there's more to Clavis than meets the eye, and I would love to. Trouble, oh, I know. Clavis. The cat. Man, don't don't say rip the cat. No, it's not R.I.P. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's, she's fine. She's fine. She's just... She's fine. Uh, she found a really nice family that wanted to adopt yeah. her, and now she lives with a different mannequin family. Yeah. And, and please don't say the cat's dead, I'll cry. No, no, no. There is no cat is dead in this show ever, ever. You we- did come back to Brian and Cat Ears, you're right. <laughs> Iconic. Take a screenshot, this will be worth money someday. <laughs> so true. <coughs> All right, well, before we wrap things up, we I wanted to just time. go ahead and uh, every week, because we here at Nerdy Northerners aren't just entertaining, we are also educational. Every week, I'm going to go ahead and teach you a different Japanese word and a different meaning for that word and an example sentence. So 
without further ado. And I'm going to wear a puppet. I'm going to put on my sensei glasses. Our first word, because it's broken down into two kanji, I'm going to show you each one. I'm going to have you try to guess <gasps> what the word is. Okay? Oh, no. That, you did not prepare me for this. I know. It's she so did fun. not prepare so me for this. This is our first kanji, and it is pronounced shi. Shi. And this means death. All right. Our second kanji is thai. Doesn't she also mean five? Thai? Oh, don't even get me started on kanji. She also means five. In this case, this means body, and it's pronounced thai. And altogether, the word is shitai. Shitai. Now, we have death and we have bodies. Mm -hmm. What do you think that could mean? No wrong answers. Death bodies? Yes. Uh, I would assume that it, it relates back to death parade. It's It's got to be a parade of some kind. Oh, that was the wrong answer. Oh my but god. I, but I've got a puppet. I, I I set up such a softball for you too. It's dead body. It just means dead body. It just means yeah, dead see, body. You've never done something that simple. This is the joke that she played on me, guys. She She would not normally set me up for something that was just easy enough to be like, oh yeah, no, it's just corpse. Like right. it would be some weirdo thing because Okay, okay, we don't have long for this educational yeah, segment. Yeah. Improv. So we're gonna learn how to use this in a sentence. So the sentence is Darega Stayo Mitsuke Mashtaka. So I'm just gonna slow that down for you. Darega Shitaio Mitsuke Mashitaka. What do you think that means? I, I can count to 10 in Japanese, and I can order several kinds of sushi. Excellent. What do I think that means? What do you think it means? Knowing that one of the words means, like, bodies, corpses? Yeah! I assume it's something about funerals, something about maybe like a... <laughs> I'll put you I, out of your misery. I don't know. All right. You you messed me up. You really locked me <laughs> into this one. Wow. I really wanted to see that expression on your face. So, what the sentence means is, who found the dead body? It's a very useful sentence that you can say when your friends text you and say, hey, we're all out together and we found a dead body, but you want to know which one of them found it. There you go. Informational and educational. Alright guys, thanks so much for watching the very first episode of Anime Chat. Number one. Follow Nerdy Northerners. Check us out on Discord. We're super entertaining and you'll definitely find this guy. I will be there. I'm a bit more rare. I'm like one of those like shiny Pokemon. But you can find me sometimes too. <laughs> Don't talk about shiny Pokemon in the Discord. Jake doesn't know what those are. <laughs> Alright, well stay safe. Enjoy anime. And until next time, Jamatane!